Got to ask a question here. Does anyone, obviously people do, but see if anyone can get the right answer. Do you remember, uh, and if you know, go ahead and say it out. Do you remember how the, the 2014 World Series ended? Does anyone remember what happened at the end of the World Series in 2014? For those who don't know, the Royals were in that World Series. Salvi, what? I don't think he struck out. Popped out the foul ball. You were close, but you're going to try everything here. But it was Salvi. Salvi popped. I think it was foul. In foul ter- territory, popped out to third. Uh, we, we remember that. Golly, oh, it were that close. Luckily, the next year they won the World Series. But, but that's not the play that people talked about for months. In fact, I heard just this last week or within the last week and a half, on one of the Royals broadcasts, I heard them refer back to this play, the play that for a lot of people defined that World Series. Anyone want to guess what that play that everyone talked about over the whole offseason? Huh? Gordon stopped at third. Gordon had got a sinking line drive to left field that got by the guy, uh, went to the wall. He's rounding the bases. If he had been 10 years younger, he had been been a little bit faster, but he wasn't, and uh, and Jersley stopped him at third. The debate, uh, and then Salvi popped out and ended the game. He he would have been the tying run. Maybe the Royals would have come back and won, but all winter long it was if only, if only they had sent him. Now, evidence was that the the, the the he had been out by twenty feet. You know, unless the shortstop just airmailed his throw, so there's probably no way he was going to be safe. But but all summer and. And, and the next year, and like I said, I heard it even this last, in the last few days, if only, if only he had sent him, what would have happened? We, uh, we all have seasons in our life. And we have moments in our life, and we have situations in our life where we look back and say, if only. Uh, some of maybe some pretty big things, uh, if, if only I had studied uh, harder when I was in school. If only, if only I had taken a different career path and chosen a different job. If only I'd made this decision over that decision uh, over and over again. We could come up with those if only moments. And in the Gospel of John, there's there's a big one that stands out. We're gonna we're gonna look at that story this morning. It's from John chapter eleven. Uh, we're gonna start with verse seventeen. I'm gonna read a few verses. Uh, and but but I'll, I'll invite you to hold John 11 open because we're going to kind of jump back uh, a, a couple times earlier in the chapter and then move forward and just pull some verses out as we we talk this morning. John chapter 11. If you have your Bibles, open to that. If you don't, there's Bibles in the. If you don't have a Bible, there's Bibles in the few uh, back in front of you. John chapter 11, verse 17. Now let me set it up. Uh, you, you'll you'll know the story once I start reading. But but Lazarus uh, was a friend of Jesus and he got sick. His, uh, his sister sent word to Jesus that Lazarus wasn't doing well. Uh, Jesus ended up delaying his, his arrival. He probably was up around Galilee. They were down around Jerusalem a couple days walk and, and he waited a couple days before he went. And, uh, and so now, uh, four days late, Jesus shows up, verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, if you read back early in the chapter, you know that Jesus knew he was going to die. Uh, so you'll see that there if you want to go back and read. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, 
And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at the home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, and here's the first, if only. If, if, and I'm going to add the only to that text. If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. No, uh, whoever believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God, who is, who is to come into the world. Uh, and after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now, Jesus had not entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews uh, who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only. If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, I'm, I'm going to forgo reading the rest of the text. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what happens. Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. He comes back to life, and, and, and the story ends in that wonderful, wonderful way. But, but let's look at this, this if only story. Uh, the, the reality, the truth is, I think you're going to see, at least I have, when I read this text, I see myself in this story. I see a lot of, similarities with them and with me now notice, notice just uh, this kind of briefly this will be our first point i'm just going to touch on it and then move on to our second there was a special bond between uh jesus and mary and martha they they had a long friendship i'm not sure exactly when it started when they they first came in contact with jesus when they first began to believe in jesus but Mary and Martha and Lazarus lived just a couple miles, miles uh, out of Jerusalem in Bethany. And every time Jesus was in, in the Jerusalem area, he would stay uh, at their house. If, if you have your Bibles, hold open there in John, but go over to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Uh, this just gives a little bit of that story uh, of their background. Luke chapter 10, starting with verse 38. You're probably going to remember and know this story uh, as well. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be done, had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Tell her to get up and help me. Now we know the, the rest of the story. He says, Oh, Martha, Martha, you worry about you worry about things you shouldn't. Uh, she's chosen the better way to do it by listening to me. So, so we see that story. Uh, if, if you're, if they're John 11, go to the next chapter, John chapter 12. John chapter 12. This is moving forward just probably a few weeks. Six days before the Passover, verse one, Jesus arrived at Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took out, uh, took about a pint of pure nard and expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped her, his feet with her hair. 
and the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. That's kind of interesting. Did you, did you catch you, you guys that know that story from Luke? Martha was serving. Mary was doing something else. Martha was serving. Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet listening. Martha was serving. Mary was, was literally anointing his feet and worshiping him. But that's a whole nother sermon uh, for another time. So they had a long, they had a long, uh, friendship. Probably the last week of Jesus' life, this week that we're talking about, every time Jesus would come out of Jerusalem, because he'd go in Jerusalem during the day, and then he would, would walk out of the city at night, he was staying at their home. So they had a long friendship. But it wasn't just that. It was a, it was a loving friendship. Uh, Look, look there in chapter 11, uh, at verse 5. Kind of just gives us the, the sense of what was going on and, and the emotion of what was happening there. Verse 5 says, Jesus, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jesus, now, now, remember, this is John writing. Remember, we, we talked about this several weeks ago that John wrote this gospel and John referred to himself one time as the disciple who who Jesus loved. So, so John was quite aware of, of special relationships. And that's how he described this, uh, that Jesus loved Mary and Martha and the brother Lazarus. There was, there was a, a, a long friendship, a, a loving friendship. It was a special bond, but we see a special request. Look in, uh, in John 11. Let's look just at the first three verses. And we'll see that special request. Now, a man named Lazarus, now we know who he is. A man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord's, on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. We just read that in chapter 12. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, Lord, the one you love is sick. The one you love is sick. It was a special request that first of all came from the heart. It, it came from, from deep inside them that, that when their brother fell ill, when Lazarus ended up sick, the first thing they did was they thought of Jesus. Now, I, maybe they had, maybe they had some medicine they gave him. Maybe they called a local, a, a local doctor to come and do something, but, but early on, when they realized that Lazarus was not doing well, they thought, they thought of Jesus. See, this, this Jesus was close to them. They, they had seen his, uh, his miracles, at least some of them. They had heard his teaching. Uh, at least the miracles they had not seen, they had heard about. A lot of miracles that Jesus did was up in the northern part of the country around Galilee. They, they may or may not have traveled up there some, but they certainly with the disciples staying at their house all the time, they had heard all the stories of all the wonderful things that Jesus had done. They'd seen his power. They'd seen the glory that he had. They'd set, as we see from Luke, that Mary had set at his feet listening to what Jesus had to, to teach. And, and when Lazarus fell ill, the first thing they thought of was Jesus. We have to somehow get word to Jesus. Now, let me, let me just toss this out. Uh, it, it's a given. It's an understood. But let me just go elementary here for a second. Maybe the first thing we need to think about is Jesus. When, when we face crisis, think about Jesus. When, 
when we're not sure which way to turn, think about Jesus. When we don't have the answer, think about Jesus. We, we, we try lots of, lots of things. We, we, we hit Google. We call friends. Uh, we, we seek uh, professional advice. And, and, and those aren't bad things. Those aren't bad things at all. But, but maybe we should, like these young ladies did, we should think of Jesus. So, so the first thing happened, uh, that happened was they, uh, they, and it came from their heart as they thought of Jesus. And, and here's the second thing is they informed Jesus. Now, let me read that again. This is the message they sent. Now, now we don't know from scripture. Maybe, maybe they'd written out a big old long letter, uh, and John just concised it down to, uh, to this one little phrase. Maybe they had, had given a whole bunch of other details and John just included this, but, but all we know from scripture, and maybe this is all it was, they sent someone and, and, and this was the message they said, tell Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. The one you love is sick. I, I find it interesting that that's all they said. What were they thinking? I'll give you a quick answer. I have no idea. I, I don't know authoritatively what they were thinking. But I wonder, I wonder if they were thinking all we have to do is let Jesus know. All we have to do is make sure he hears that Lazarus is sick and it'll, it'll be taken care of. See, they probably weren't there, but they probably had heard the story uh, of the time that the uh, uh, the official had come, the royal official had come uh, to Jesus, recorded back in John chapter four. Uh, uh, he was in Capernaum, and a guy came to Jesus and said, "Hey, my son is sick," and was worried about him. And Jesus just said the word, and and he said, "Your son will live. Your son's going to be okay." So so Jesus didn't even have to go, didn't even have to go to Capernaum, didn't even have to lay his hands on the kid. He just had to say, "Hey, you're maybe they." Maybe they knew that story. I've got to believe that they had heard that story. If not, they certainly believed that Jesus had that power, that, that even from where he was in Galilee, he could just think the thought and Lazarus would be healed. So maybe that's why it was just such a simple, simple message. Hey, the one you love is sick. Maybe they thought Jesus is just going to, boom, snap his fingers, say a prayer, whatever it would be. And Lazarus would just suddenly pop up and be fine again. Or, or maybe they thought it, maybe they thought this, if, if we tell him this, if we just inform Jesus, we, we know Jesus. And we know that he loves Lazarus and he's going to come running. Soon as he hears that Lazarus is sick, Jesus is going to drop whatever he's doing, whoever he's talking to, whoever he's teaching. Jesus is going to drop that and come running. See, there's certain times and there's with certain people that all we have to do is that there's trouble and we come running. Nick, I appreciate your, your, uh, your communion meditation this morning. Can I, can I just add a little to it? I, I, I think we don't get bothered by our son's mistakes because we probably taught them some of those things. Um, or maybe encouraged them, then they messed up or like, Oop, and, uh, and so we're in trouble along with them, uh, at the same time, but, but, but certainly we, we, we might realize that, that when one of our kids is in trouble, when one of our kids is hurting, man, we, we just jump and, and, and we have that relationship with certain people. When something happens, we just, 
man, we just hopped to it. When I was a, I think it was a sophomore in high school, I was the starting catcher for our, uh, our high school baseball team. We had a pretty good team and, um, no one else wanted to catch, I guess. And that's why I was the catcher. But, but I was at home plate and there was a guy on second. The batter hit a base hit to left field. Our left fielder fielded it, came up throwing. The throw came in. I'm standing at the plate. I see the throw coming in. I see the runner coming in. It's going to be close. It's going to be tight. I catch the ball, secure it like this, and the guy, you can't do that now, but the guy bowled me over. Guys, some of you have done that. Some of you played baseball. You're the ones that did that. That guy just lowered his shoulder, and I, I mean, I just did like two somersaults over and over. Now, let me, let me ask this question. Guys, I just told that story. What's, what's your thought? What's the first thing you, you want to know after that story? Did I, did I hold on the ball? Did I make the tag? <laughs> yeah. Ladies, what was the first thing you thought? How bad am I? I thought you were like, we didn't think anything. We thought it's funny. You got ran up. <laughs> yeah. Did you get hurt? Now, now I forgot to tell you this little detail. Um, right behind home plate and, the, and, and our backstop was only about, well, from here to the, to the back wall, the backstop was that far from the, from home plate. In the stands right behind the backstop, right in the, right, right there, right behind the backstop was where my mom sat. She came to every game. Not because she loved baseball. She was totally indifferent about baseball, but because she loved me. And, uh, guy comes barreling in, knocks me flying. I roll a couple times. I, I kind of get my senses, realize, did what my dad had said. Don't, Hold it in your glove. Don't hold it in your hand. Hold it in your glove with your hand. Realize I had it. The it, it, everything got kind of quiet as the umpire stood watching to see did he still have the ball. And in that moment of quietness, I heard. You know what's going to happen, don't you? I heard my mom say, "That's my baby." I'm thinking, could it possibly have been the runner's mom? But I knew the voice. They didn't have many fans there. I knew it was her. I, I, I kind of looked down, hoping I had blood streaming down my arm so I could, you know, wipe it off and be tough. But there was just dirt there. And, and I'm like, How? so, so moms, just, just kind of a, a, an aside here. Don't do that to your kids. Okay. Your daughters, maybe. I, I, I don't know about that, but with your sons, don't, don't, you know, don't embarrass them that way. Uh, but, but that was her instinct. Now she knew, I'm sure my dad let her know later that no, you don't say that to your son in a ball game like that. But that was her instinct, her, her, her baby. I was 16 years old. I wasn't a baby, but, but her baby just got ran over and, and her instinct, instinct was, was to respond. We, we all know those situations. We have those people that we do that with. I wonder, I wonder when the message was so, so short, so uninformative, really. Hey, the one you love is sick. I wonder if they weren't thinking, if it wasn't in their mind, man, Jesus is going to come running. I, I, I know from the text, I know from the text that that's what they were thinking. Look at verse 12 in John 11. Look at verse, um, uh, oh, that's not, that's a typo. That's not the right, uh, uh, like verse, uh, okay, verse 21, inverted there. 
Verse 21, Lord Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. If you had been here. So so, so she's, he, she's already saying, kind of from the standpoint what, that I thought you would make it in time. I thought you would come. Look down at verse 32. This is Mary. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, now, if that had been me and and I was sending the message, my message wouldn't have been simple. The the one you love is is sick. I would have said, Jesus, you've got to come now. I would have I, I wouldn't have left any doubt at all. I would have said, you've got to come now. If I'd seen the things that Mary and Martha had seen, if I'd witnessed the miracles and the power of Jesus in that way, man, I would have yelled at the top of my lungs. I would have sent as much effort into it as I could for Jesus. To come, and on top of that, you wonder if Mary and Martha hadn't at least it wasn't at least being assumed a little bit there that Jesus this this is the one you love and and remember Jesus we we've housed you and remember Jesus we're we're the ones that that have fed you and your disciples Jesus come but I think the uh, the the underlying message maybe the unwritten tone in their message to Jesus was exactly that. Jesus, we thought you'd be here. Jesus, we thought you would show up. Here's the truth for us. Don't we sometimes think just like Mary and Martha? Aren't aren't we sometimes in the boat that they're in? We call out to God in crisis. We call to Him in our pain. We call to Him when our world is falling apart. We call when we get that diagnosis, when we receive that rejection, when our heart is broken. God, show up. God, show up. And and I I won't speak for you, but I'll go ahead and just speak for myself. I know there's times that, that, that I don't say it in words, but I say it in attitude. But Lord, you owe me. Lord, Lord, I've been faithful to you. Lord, I, I, I do this for you and I've given this and I've done that and I've made these sacrifices. Lord, you, you, don't, don't you owe me? Aren't you supposed to show up for me right now? Before we get too judgmental on them or too judgmental on ourselves, please see this. The request came from their heart, but it also came from faith. See, it came from faith because they knew a couple things about Jesus. They knew a couple truths about Jesus. And, and church, I, I hope if, if you catch nothing else today, would you take, take these two things, uh, home with you? They, they, they knew that Jesus cared. See, it came from faith because he cared. See, we, we see that back in verse three when it says, the one you love is sick. Now, now look down in verse, uh, Verse 33, we'll, we'll look at three quick verses there that just give us the, the, the heart of Jesus. When Jesus saw her weeping, talking of Mary here, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Now, now remember this. Jesus, way back before Lazarus had died, said, Lazarus is going to die, but it's okay. I'm going to, he's, he's going to come back to life. Jesus knew it was going to happen. He kind of already said that to Martha when she first showed up. Hey, you believe I can do it? Yeah. And, and, and it's, so he was there, but, but Jesus saw their emotion and he was troubled. He was moved. Verse 35, 
verse, and go ahead and we're going to memorize this together today. Verse 35, Jesus wept. So if someone asks you what you learned in church today, you memorize scripture. Verse 35, Jesus again saw what was going on in their hearts and he wept. Look at verse 38. Jesus once more deeply moved came to the tomb. It was a cave that had a stone laid across the entrance. Jesus cared. And, and so their request to him, that special request, came from a place of faith because they knew Jesus cared about them, cared about Lazarus. And, and he wasn't the only one. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, they weren't the only ones who, who had who could say those words. He, they weren't the only ones that had they been, been asked about their relationship with Jesus, uh, would respond that way. The, we, we talked about it last week, the woman caught in adultery in John chapter eight. If someone had come up to her and said, Hey, I, I understand you know who Jesus, you've had a relationship with Jesus. You met him one day. Tell, tell us a little bit about Jesus. I, I think one of the things he would say was, man, he cares. And if they talked to the, the lady that was, uh, uh, at the well that Jesus met and talked to there and said, hey, you met Jesus that one day and you, you talked to him. Tell me a little bit about Jesus. Describe to me what he's like. And I think in all what she said, she would say a lot of stuff, but she would say, you know what? He looked me in the eye and he cared. To the blind man that, that, that was begging along the road to Jerusalem there in Jericho and, 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 and was rebuked, but Jesus heard him and went over and gave his sight back. They would have said, Hey, you, you met this Jesus, right? What, tell us what he's like. He would have said, Man, no one else listened to me, but that guy cared. To the paralytic that was dropped down through the roof and everyone was all upset, they, he would have said he cares. To the man with leprosy that Jesus cast aside all uh, all decorum and reached down and touched him. What do you think of this Jesus that you met that one day? Man, he cares. To the, to the man that was obsessed with, or uh, possessed with demons, tell us about Jesus. He cares. To the tax collectors, to the sinners, over and over and over and over and over and over again. Are you getting the point? What do you think of this Jesus? He cared. He saw my heart. He saw my pain. He saw my infirmity. He saw my need. He saw me. If there's one thing that Mary and Martha knew about Jesus, they knew he cared. First Peter 5, 7, Peter tells us there to cast all our anxiety on him because he cares for you. If you get nothing else this morning, get this idea that Jesus cares. You you may get lost in your despair, but he cares. You may get overwhelmed in your heartache, but he cares. You may get consumed by grief, but he cares. You may get downtrodden by your circumstances, but he cares. So they 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 knew with this special request that he cared, and they knew that he could. They knew that he could. One of the fascinating things, and we're, we're, we're about to be done here, one of the fascinating things is to see this study of Mary and Martha. And that's why I, 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 I see myself in them is in, in just this one story, we see them going up and down. 
we, we see them on mountaintops of faith and then we see them kind of dip down and, and they're not sure. And then we see them kind of go back up and, and have a moment of clarity and a moment of faith. And then we see, uh, then, then we see them go back down. Uh, uh verse three, they, they sent, Hey, the one you loved is ill. They, they knew Jesus could do something about it. that. was a moment of faith. Hey, if only we can let Jesus know good things are going to happen. Uh, then in verse 17, Jesus got there and he's already dead. I'm sure when Lazarus died, that was the last thing on their, 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 their minds. In fact, I think, I think that's true because only Martha went out to, to meet Jesus. Mary stayed back at the house. She's thinking it's too late. He's already gone. What can Jesus do now? And, and, and so they hit a bottom. They had faith, but now they bottom out. And, uh, and then we see in verses 21 and 22, Lord said, uh, Lord, uh, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But I know even now God will give you whatever you ask. That's, that's a moment of faith, man. Even now God's going to give you. And then Jesus said he was the resurrection of life and she didn't get it. She didn't understand it. She didn't quite get an idea. And, uh, and then we see verses 23 to 27. If you want to take a look at that, he just, they, they just keep going up and down and up and down to having faith. And then finally, when it all kind of hits the road, they get down to verse 39. They get to the, the entrance of the tomb. I mean, the moment is there and Jesus is getting ready to, to do something. He says, take away the stone. And what does Martha say? The Lord. By this time, there's a bad odor for he's been in there four days. So, so up and down and up and down and up and down. But the one thing they came away with, even through those, those crises, even through faith and then falling down, they knew he cared. And somewhere in the, in, in the, re, the, the, the deep resources of their faith, they knew he could. They knew he could. And finally, we'll finish with this. It, it was a special day because they got to see something that changed, that changed their life. Now let me just toss a couple things out as we finish. There's a tough question. There's a tough question. Why, why did this happen? Why did Jesus allow this to happen? Look at verse 6 in John 11. Verse 6 says, Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, remember all he had to do was say the word, Lazarus could have been healed from where he was. When he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. He waited to allow Lazarus to die why did he let him die? Why did he let Mary and Martha go through those moments of suffering? Well, the easy answer, the, the answer that's right there in the text, we see in verse 4, when he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. God's timing is always right. See, there's a timely lesson for us to learn. God's timing is not ours, and His purpose doesn't always align with ours. But He's still there. James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that testing your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. It was to his glory. I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can totally understand. I don't know that I can give you a solid answer. Well, well, this is exactly why. And, 
And quite honestly for us, for our application, is I, I, I don't have God's answers. I, I don't know why certain things happen. I don't know why we go through certain trials and struggles and difficulties. I, I think the answer is obvious. It's that verse 4, it's for God's glory. And, and we have to somehow latch onto that and hold on that and, 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 and give our thought to that. But I, I don't know. But God does. And He's there. Several years ago, I, I visited with a, a young lady that attended the, our church at Rustville. Her name was Katrina. Katrina's mother uh, was dying of cancer. In fact, she was in literally the last weeks of her life had been had been placed on hospice, and her condition was getting worse and worse. and And Katrina told me this story one day when I dropped by to visit. She said, "said the other day I was I was at at my wits' end. I I'd sat and just watched my mom get worse and worse, and 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 watch her get to the point where she couldn't even couldn't speak, and I wasn't sure she even." knew that she was, that I was there. And she said, I was just, I just didn't know what to do. And she said, I, I sat by her bed and I bowed my head and, and, and I just began to pray, Lord, I can't do this. Lord, I can't watch this. Lord, I can't be here. And, and she said, then I prayed this simple prayer. I said, I said, Lord, give me faith. Give me faith. And she said, I finished my prayer and, and by, by just tossing this out, God, Give me a sign. Just give me a sign that you're there in this moment. As she relayed the story and, and continued, uh, I, I was, I was moved to that point, but tears kind of started streaking down her eyes as she finished the story. And she said, you, you want to know what happened the next day? The doorbell rang and I went to the door and it was the hospice nurse. It was a nurse that we hadn't seen before. It's a, a different nurse and, and she was at the door, and when I opened the door, the lady introduced herself and said, hey, I'm here from hospice, I'm the nurse, I'm going to be taking care of your mom. And she said, oh, and by the way, my name is Faith. Katrina said, I knew then, I knew then that God was there. It'd be a great story if her mom somehow recovered from cancer, that she got out of the bed and walked again, a couple days later, she passed. But for Katrina, she knew that God was there. She knew that Jesus showed up, and she knew that He cared. We're, we're like Mary and Martha. We're going to have those moments where we don't have the answers, and we're not sure. But He cares. Would you bow with me? Father, uh, we just pray this morning that You can give us the faith that you can give us the faith to believe in you. We have a special relationship with you, a, a special bond because you sent your son and he came to die for us so we can know him in a very special way. Father, we often come, we come with, with special requests. We ask you to show up in certain ways and sometimes we're very selfish and we want it the way we want it. But before, Lord, we just pray that that on those tough days, on those special days, that you will show up. Uh, maybe not necessarily in the way that we want, but Father, that you'll remind us that you're there and that you care. Father, for the one here today that's hurting, for the one here today that's struggling, for the one here today that's been calling out, Lord, the one you love is ill. And maybe that is 
is them. Father, we pray that you'll show up today and they'll see that there's hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand as we sing?